have all you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. So I haven't seen him chime in at all. Uh, he saw your thing, but I don't think he's oh, seen it. He saw the Zoom thing. Said it's seen by her body. So you want to just get started, bruh? And Ben can just hop in when he does? or Sure, sure. Or do you just want to wait for Benjamin? Oh, we can go. All right. So what? So how's school going, man? It's good. You almost finished? I'll be done in May. Nice. Done, done. You'll be the master? Yes. The master of all things cybersecurity. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I'll make people start calling me master. Oh, master Dennis. Yes. Ooh, you the master. I think that's cool, man. Congratulations. That'll be I'll awesome. be Master D. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so we're recording on Tuesday night. Um, no Jenny. She needs to take a little bit of a break. So we got Dennis tonight. Uh, we're waiting on Ben, but I think we're just going to start without him. Um, this episode is what's it called? Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a deuce, another motor in the night, blinded by the light. Never got down, she gonna make it. Yeah, but they shortened it for uh, final production to just the darkness and the light. Yeah, and they also didn't want to get sued by whoever sang that song, which I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, who sings that song? Blinded by the light. Oh, wait, can we guess? Wrapped up like a deuce, another motor in the night. I always thought he was saying that deuce. Is- yeah, me too. It still sounds like that's what he's saying. Yeah, I know. Hmm. I can't, uh, I can't sing- think of a good nominee. Blinded by the light. Do I dare hit enter? Is it? I don't even know. I have no idea who sings "Blinded by the Light." Let me look. It's such a like a common style. Oh. Yeah, it could be anybody. Never mind. I never would have guessed this. Oh yeah, Manford Man's. Earth Band. Blinded by the light. Written by Bruce Springsteen? Really? I guess. Wow. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's not singing that. Oh, I guess he did record it, though. In really? I would, like, see, I would like to hear he, that. He released the original recording, it seems. Wow, interesting. On his Greetings from Ashbury Park record. Okay. And then these clowns came out and did it. Manford Man. What a stupid name. <laughs> Hello. Oh, he, that's not his real name, though. His real name was Manford Seppi Leibowitz, which is probably a better name than Manford Mann. Yeah. God rest his soul. Well, I mean, he's still alive. 70s, I mean, you don't want to be, you know. Hey, how you doing? I'm Manford Mann. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Lee, Manford Leibowitz. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a dude. I would love to hear the Bruce Springsteen version Me of that too. song. Yeah, I got I to gotta listen to that. Uh, let's see if we can find it real quick. Uh, actually, you know what? We can do that on our own time. We shouldn't waste our listeners' times with, with silently listening. <laughs> Everybody Bruce treat yourself because yeah. Bruce Springsteen is wonderful. I love Bruce Springsteen. I love the boss. Stephanie and I have been having this. My wife is interesting when it comes to tunes because she knows all the words to all the songs, but she has no idea who sings anything. Uh, so yeah. like her and I had this long conversation about what songs were David Bowie's. Because like 
I think she was getting David Bowie and Billy Idol mixed up. So she had no idea. So like we were talking about David Bowie one night and she's like, oh, I didn't know he sang that. I thought that was Elton John. I thought that was Billy Idol. I, I could see that if like, um, if you mostly listen to music as a kid, like we did on MTV or something, because David Bowie and Billy Idol, like if you were young, like maybe they didn't. Similar. They looked similar to each other. It's same yeah. thing. Billy Idol and uh, who am I thinking of? Another dude. Uh, the Arrhythmics. Um, Andy Lennox. Yeah, but there's another guy. I can't think of who it is. I guess Sting kind of looks like. Stephanie thought a lot Billy of Bowie's. Idol. Stephanie thought a lot of Bowie songs were Sting. Yeah. And like see, she, like, if you listen to it, if you just listen to it, they don't really sound very similar. But if you're looking at, t- at the TV, then it can kind of mix in your young mind. Because we were talking about Bowie, and she was like, I didn't know he did that one. So we were just listening to a bunch of awesome Bowie songs, and she was like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, Bowie's great. Yeah, Bowie is great. But, like, um, Billy Idol's pretty good, too. But not as good as David Bowie. But I like Billy Idol. And Sting is just... I mean, I only know a couple of Billy Idol songs. Yeah, I mean, there's some good ones. I imagine. Uh, Rebel Yell, yeah. uh, Moni White Moni, Wedding. Moni Moni is a cover, right? Yeah, but it's still good. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Eyes Without a Face is a good one. Is that Billy Idol? Yeah. Oh, okay. Billy Idol. A friend of mine posted a video of it where like, he's doing like tops and the pops in Britain and he's like, he's like lip syncing it, but he doesn't really know what to do with his face because he's not used to lip syncing and he's kind of high on cocaine probably. Yeah. It's like he's really over enunciating all of his words. And he's and thinking about it. He's like, wait, I'm supposed to have two eyes without a face. <laughs> he's like, he's How do like, I hide my face? <laughs> it's really fun. It's really fun. I'll, I'll, I'll find the video for it and let you see it, dude. It's just weak because it's like he just doesn't know what to do because the camera's right on his face the whole time and it's clearly lip syncing. Yeah. And he's just, he's struggling like with like, what do I do with my mouth? <laughs> yeah, I will say, I mean, he's probably had a lot of experience with cameras in his face, but it is a daunting thing to have that happen. When I was at the, uh, at the Academy, my senior year. Starfleet doing- Academy? Yeah, Starfleet Academy. Nice. They were doing a documentary. They were following around uh, freshmen at the different service academies okay. for the Discovery Channel. Oh, that sounds fun. And since I was the squadron commander of this one kid's squadron, they were like interviewing me and stuff like that. And so we're getting ready to march to lunch and they just fucking get right in my face. We're supposed to be at attention or whatever. I'm just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> get that camera out of my face. Yeah. Hey, fool. You just want to go away. I was like, God damn it. I ain't got time to watch this. Get your, get your camera out of my face. Yeah. But hey, sucker. It can be very nerve-wracking to have I'm a camera in your face. The one time I was on TV, I just wanted to look at the camera the whole time because it's just so... Yeah. Like, I, you know, Hampton like, Roadshow? There's the camera. It's like, don't look at the camera, but it's right there. Like, it's pointing at me. What do I and do? And don't put it? your feet on the ottoman. And... A lot of rules. <laughs> a lot of stupid rules. I don't need your rules, lady. Here we go. Let's see. I can share this screen with you. Here we go. I found the video of Billy Idol. I'm going to share the screen. Uh, here we go. This is Top at the Pops, Billy Idol or whatever. Eyes Without a Face. Eyes Without a Face. Great song. Is it not Two Eyes Without a Face? No, it's just Eyes Without a Face. <laughs> like he clearly doesn't know what to do with himself. No. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, he's probably coked out. Oh, he's coked out of his he's, face. He's edging between... Uh, Coke and heroin right there. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Like he doesn't know whether to explode or crash. Like he just doesn't know what to do with, do with his mouth. It's so unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's ridiculous. And you don't even hear the song. So you just no. see this weird mouth moving. Yeah, he looks like a horse. And then I love her because she's, she's almost comatose. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because you know they don't have any microphones. They're I know. Singing. So he's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious uh, and like what do you yeah. awesome. <laughs> just doesn't know what to do it's so awesome but anyway so yeah let's talk about Deep Space Nine I didn't think there would be that much fist pounding in that song a lot of well he's trying to it seems like he's trying to pound it to the hand clap because there's a hand clap in the back is there? Yeah. it's been a long time since I heard that song it's Ritz I mean Eyes Without a Face is a really good song yeah um, but yeah it's just really odd and then he just makes a weird noise. And then for some reason, he, Billy Idol is like pretending to play a guitar that has a Confederate flag on it. <laughs> Here, I'll show you. Hang on. Yeah, I'll show you the Confederate flag. punk. I just don't understand. Like, why does Billy Idol care about the Confederacy? Well, like, because all the punks in America were, you know, displaying the, the Union Jack. So I guess the punks in England were doing the he's Confederate like, hey, flag. You know what? I need a Confederate flag. Yeah, it's real weird, but whatever. So anyway, uh, what is this episode called? That's right, Blinded by the Light. The Ghost in the Darkness. Written by Bruce Springsteen. This actually came out about the same time as The Ghost in the Darkness. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. No, I did not. It's about the lions in Africa. I and, did see that movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About Kilmer and uh, yeah. Michael Douglas. It's a good movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it served its purpose. I enjoyed it. I like I like Val Kilmer. I thought Michael Douglas was cool. Like I, I was yeah. into it. They had CGI lions. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety CGI lions. It wasn't well, bad. Well, I hope they were lions CGI because if not, yeah. They well, were, they were eating people. I yeah, hope and, and they shot them. Yeah, I think they, it was the Jurassic Park technology. You know, which is good technology. Yeah. I wish they made a mistake and accidentally had dinosaurs in there for a second, though. <laughs> That would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Dinosaurs in the darkness. And you're like, what the, the hell? Ghost in the darkness yeah. and the velociraptors. <laughs> Eyes without a face. Yes. So the darkness and the light. Not wrapped up like it. Not written by Bruce Springsteen. No. Well, Not performed by Manford Mann. No. <laughs> written by Brian Fuller. Oh, yeah. Who, and teleplay by Ronald D. Moore. Went on to do some awesome work with uh, Voyager and with some other television programs. He was, but he created, he created Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and he then bolted. And he left to go do uh, that one show to have. Uh, Scaring everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going to go do American Gods. And everybody be loving that show, Jack. You know, I've been, I've been trying to watch Hannibal. I started about a year and a half ago to heard, watching the first season. I heard everybody loves Hannibal. I don't know, man. It's like, I don't understand how it was on network TV. That show is fucking gory as shit. Yeah, it's real violent. People get eaten and stuff. But like, that's, that's one thing. But like, just how gory it is. There's so much blood and like, like carcasses and it's just. Gotta love, gotta love a good carcass. Yeah. The guy from yes. Kids in the Hall was on that show? 
Huh. Weird. On Hannibal? He's Scott Thompson. He played Jimmy Price, a crime scene investigator specializing in fingerprints, reoccurring in season one, also starring seasons two and three. Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe I did see him in there. I like the guy um, who they got to play Hannibal Lecter. I think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mattis Dickman Milkinson or whatever. I get him confused with another guy. Um, what's his name? Who's the guy I get him confused with? Um, the dude in the beginning of the Dark Knight, the banker guy. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, that dude, uh, William Feichner? Yes. I, I get him confused with Gary Cole for some reason. They kind of have the same like hairline, and it always that. throws me off for a second. I could see that. I could see Gary Cole and that guy getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I mainly know Gary Cole from two things, um, from Office Space and from Caladega Nights. And that's kind of it. Yeah. The rest of his work. He's great in Veep. He's he's pretty great. Uh, See, I've never seen Veep. I've heard good things though. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get, uh, yeah, that one guy who in the beginning, yeah, Faulkner or whatever his name is. Because he's also in Heat. Yeah, he's I've, he's in a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, that guy's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but Mattis, Mads Milkinson, he was in that Polar movie that looks pretty cool. Even though it just kind of looks like uh, John Wick. But it still looks cool. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I appreciate movies where a bunch of people just get shot. Like, I like John Woo films. I know you wanted to talk about this because we brought it up last week and you weren't here. Better not. Like, have you seen John Woo's Hong Kong films? No. His Hong Kong films are similar in outlandishness, but they just seem dialed back a little bit because he doesn't have the huge budgets to do things. Yeah. That makes sense. And there are John Woo tropes. Like in every movie, there's like a church. The fucking doves. The doves. That's like a John Woo thing. Like that's what he does. But like the gunplay in in his Hong Kong action films are super, it's super awesome. Like yeah. watch, The Killer is amazing. Um, it's about like a, um, a contracted killer who's trying to pull off a mission and halfway through it, like he blinds some woman and then he's, he think, and then he's being chased by some cop and then he says he's going to stop doing it and he falls in love with the woman that he blinds. But she doesn't know it's him. Uh, of course. Yeah, it's cool, but it's really, it's well done. And then like um, Hard Boiled is also good. He, he worked a lot with Chow Young Fat. It's really cool stuff, man. John Woo's awesome. I like Chow Young Fat. His American movies, they yeah, I... He almost killed Mission Impossible. Yeah. That second one. Woo. That's <laughs> yeah, he did. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God uh, Tom Cruise saved it. Doing his own stunts. He's like, look, I'll jump out of a fucking airplane. If this movie- I don't care, man, what anybody says about Tom Cruise. I love those Mission Impossible movies. You know what? I, I saw the first one and I was like, all right, I get it. And like, I just kind of stopped watching them. But I hear they're amazing. Yeah, these last few. They've, ever since, like the third one is, it's, it's pretty good. It's got, what's his name in it? Um, the guy who's dead. Uh, oh, uh, George Washington. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, George Washington helped trigger that in my head. I was like, okay, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he, Philip Seymour Hoffman's been dead for a really long time. Yeah. It's a damn shame. Yeah, but after that one, they all, they all got a lot better. Okay. Um, it's weird that it took four movies for them to get really good. 
Yeah, it's like most of, franchises don't get that many chances. They're not allotted that time. Yeah. But I guess they, unless you're the Transformers and they, you know, you do well overseas. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess The Rock kind of gets that 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 vibe too, right? Like all his movies yeah. do great overseas. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I feel that way about like the Fast and the Furious movies. Like, I've never seen them. I don't care. They look interesting. Like if it's just. I feel like they have a wheel in the, in the writer's room and they go, all right, what can chase what? And they spin the wheel and they go, all right, a submarine exactly. is going to chase, chase a tank is going to chase a prop plane. Done. Do it. <laughs> and then they have like, they have vehicle, vehicle location and where they're going to yeah. chase each other. I just, think some of those, um, some of those Pierce Brosnan, James Bond movies were like that. Yeah. Like they made the movies just to have weird shit happen. Yeah. But I mean, it's it seems to be successful. I mean, people love those films, and they get good actors. I mean, Charlie Theron was yeah. in one of them, and you know, The Rock is doing his thing, and Jason Statham. I mean, they're keeping lots of people employed. Yeah, you know, and that new one with Idris Elba looks pretty cool, and it's fun to see Idris Elba be British. Like, you, it's very rare for him. Yeah. Wait. Always, what do what now? He's gonna be in the next James Bond. No, Idris, they're making like a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, um, okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if at the end one of them happens to be imaginary. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like this whole time they thought they were real characters and one of them's imaginary. Because we were trying, my wife and I were trying to figure out the Fast and Furious franchise. Like The Rock came in to replace Paul Walker, right? How does that work? Like, how they do- were, no, because he was already in it with Paul Walker. Oh, he was? Yeah. Like, the last movie had um, – I, I haven't watched them since the second one. Was that uh, Tokyo Drift? No, the second one is Too Fast, Too Furious. Now, where does Tokyo – where does where Tyrese comes in. Okay. Tyrese. And then Tokyo Drift is the third one, which doesn't have any of the main characters in it, except, I guess, at, at the very end, I think, Vin Diesel shows up. Like, like, so. a, like as a post-credit scene thing. Okay. But uh, it's all, you know, just random people. Okay. And then they're like, oh, you know what? We should bring back the people that everybody liked. And so then that's when they brought back all the original people. They rolled in The Rock. They rolled in Jason Statham. And then I think the first movie with Jason Statham is the one where Paul Walker died. Okay. Okay. Now is... Is Ludacris in these movies? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was in the second one. (laughs) I think so. I think it's hard for me to remember who was in which movie. Okay. All right. I've only, I've seen the first one. The first one was pretty good. Well, the first one is just point break with cars. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I guess I like point break. I don't know. You know, like does, I don't know if Paul Walker has Keanu Reeves's charisma. (laughs) I never really heard Keanu Reeves described as having a lot of charisma. I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the less he says, the better he is. Um, and he's just kind of, he seems like a cool dude. I think my love for Keanu Reeves is just based more on like internet memes and like stories yeah. I read about him. Um, but yeah, so so it's like Fast and Furious. So Fast and Furious is Point Break without Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So who plays the Gary Busey type? Like who's the and, uh, shit? Um, and do they say two meatballs? I want to say it's uh, Keith David. 
Huh. That can't be right, though. I mean, that sounds spot on. Here, let me see. Too fat. <laughs> they should never let us do a Dork Trek episode by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to talk about this episode. Um, Paul Walker, Tyrese Gibson, Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez is one good-looking lady. Um, Cole Hauser. Luda. Wait, which one are you looking? Which one are you looking up? Too fast. No, you, too f- okay, I'm in the first movie. Oh, uh, what's the first one called? Just the Fast and the Furious. Oh, uh, you're asking who his handler, like the. Okay, all right, all right. So Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Ted Levine. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really say who's his handler. Uh, I think it might be that Ted Levine. Ja Rule is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a rival street racer. Yeah, right. Yeah. He shows uh, up for like one scene. All right. Yeah, Ted the cast is rounded out by Ted Levine. He was Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Oh. And Thomas Banner as Tanner and Billings, respectively. Uh, members of the team that organized the investigation to place Brian undercover. Okay, so this movie. This movie has two Gary Buseys. <laughs> they couldn't pull off a single Gary Busey. No. No. So they have two Gary Buseys. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was Keith David. He's got to be in this franchise somewhere. I mean, he probably, everybody appears to be. <laughs> um, too Fast, Too Furious is the second one. And, that's, and John Singleton directed that one, which is just, it just sounds odd. Yeah. Um, then Tokyo Drift, and you said nobody of importance was in that one. I mean, except back to mine. I mean, I haven't watched any of them. Okay. Since then, so they might show up later. I don't know. But um, Bow Wow's in it. The dude who's like the main star of it. He just has no talk about charisma. This kid has none. Lewis Lucas Black. Yeah. The only thing that movie has going for it is a bunch of Japanese people. Well, it's directed by Justin Lin, who directed the third uh, Star Trek film. Yeah. And then oh, they, we got a Star Trek tie-in. Good. There you go. <laughs> so let's just get off of this topic and move on to Star Trek. I just, these movies just never seemed interesting to me because, like, I don't like, I don't give a shit about cars. And, like, I kind of find Vin Diesel annoying. So it's like. I like Riddick, though. Oh, Riddick was cool. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I liked Riddick. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, Pitch, Pitch Black was I. That was pretty good. I, I like Pitch Black. The the fate of the future. God damn, they made a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> they can't stop. I mean, but if they made, they've made over $5 billion. I mean, why stop if they're making shit? They're ninth and 10th films they're talking about. People already. people take that franchise seriously, too. Like, people who are fans of that, like, they, they're into it like Star Trek fans are into Star Trek. No way. Yeah, they are, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Bullshit, Dennis. <laughs> It's crazy. You're fucking fucking with not. Me. Uh, Hat Club, I think, is what. Bullshit, one of dude. Yes, talk to Hat Club. All right. Hat Club and uh, what's that guy's name? Um, the wrestler. Um, I don't know. He lives here locally. He's he's a wrestler, Chris. Oh yeah 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 okay he likes these movies. Yeah, because they used to have a, I don't know, maybe they still do. I haven't, I haven't listened to in a while, but they used to have like a, a movie review podcast and they would talk about it all the time. All right. I was like, man, these guys are dummies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
So Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Idris Ilba, Vanessa Kirby, Helen Marin, Roman Reigns is in it, really? <laughs> he plays uh, Duke Hobbs, who's Luke Hobbs, Duke and Luke Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupider by the minute. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's really dumb. Uh, that uh, what's her name? Jordana Brewster. She's pretty hot, though. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, dude, all the girls in these movies are attractive. It's just hot chicks in cars, but they just look so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, he plays Luke and Duke Hobbs. Roman Reigns is Luke's brother. That's all. Awesome. They drive the General Lee. I, I mean, no, probably not because it's racist. Um. Wow, they're going to make 10 of these movies? That's fucking crazy. All right, what do I know? So far. I mean, I thought they were going to stop making them after that one dude died. Actually, once Vin Diesel gets too old, they're just going to have Groot in there. <laughs> voiceover. <laughs> I thought they were going to stop making them after the dude died. Then I guess... I, guess, I think they like... I don't think they CGI'd him into the next movie, but they like used some old footage. Kind of like I guess they're gonna do with Leia. In the I hope not. Just let her be nine. dead. Just kill her in the fucking crawl. And I think they're gonna use like some archival footage or something. Huh? Wonder Woman's in this movie too. Dang. <laughs> it's like every movie they add five more people. <laughs> it's like how many motherfuckers can we put in one movie? You know what? Let's add two they, more. The Avengers can do it. Why can't they? Right. Yeah, but the Avengers are, I mean, how do you keep this thing going for this long? It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. They're just cars. It's like, what's the point? Like, what was the point of the first? If you have enough chrome rims and tits in your movie, then you can keep going for a while. What was the point of the first movie to, like, infiltrate this gang of, like, robbers who drive? Yeah, they were robbing robbing semis. Then how do they end up with fucking, like, tanks and goddamn submarines? I don't know. Like, Something happened after that second movie that I'm not aware of. <laughs> I don't even think they had that in Tokyo. They were just like, you know, drifting all over the city. There were no tanks in that. And they keep making more money. Like, that's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. I think I have a space shuttle in one of these pretty soon. You never know, dude. I might watch that one, actually. If they go and, like, steal an old space shuttle. If they steal the Enterprise and end up in space and shit. <laughs> That That's be, when Nicolas Cage joins because they have to get him to help them break into the Smithsonian. That would be pretty. I'm surprised Nicolas Cage hasn't shown up in these movies yet. Me too. Like, where is he? I mean, I Give love a time. good. I, I love a good chase film, but I mean, come on. <laughs> John Woo can direct that one. Then he'll kill the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Wow, John Woo! I can't believe you did it. You got real." And then when they're tired of making the movies, they'll be like, "This, this record is perfect. This is what we're gonna do." We're going to bring in John Woo to make these movies go away because I'm just tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock is like, dude, I'm just tired of being You know what that is? That's like the producers. Like, they <laughs> come up with an idea so bad, they think it's going to fail, but it becomes an overnight success. It yeah, becomes like, the most successful Fast and the Furious movie ever. That's funny. Speaking of killing. Yeah. Bunch of people be dead. Yeah. All Akira's old friends are getting murdered. All of her old... Uh, militia buddies they're all dead they're all getting- it's a, like this first dude gets killed it's pretty it's pretty cool how they did it actually yeah everybody's getting all lit up by the candle and then he's like oh i must be special Blah. Blah. Uh, i really enjoyed this episode um 
it was a pretty good mystery. Oliver, I mean, it's kind of a one beat episode. I mean, like all of her friends from uh, the the resistance are being killed and they're being killed in pretty terrible ways. Like the one guy gets shot with like a, what are the, what were they, what do they keep calling it? Dennis, the hunter drones, the hunter drones. Yeah. I get killed by a hunter drone at like a prayer circle. And then one lady gets blown up on, a on the transporter because she's afraid that they're going to find her and she's dead. And then her friend with the one arm, one arm bill. And then his hot older lady friend get killed too. Yeah. And they were in that old, that other, uh, episode with, with the Chicago, moisture. Yeah. The moisture. They were like, hiking over the hills and stuff yeah that was a really fun episode yeah and it was nice to see them come back at first i thought they did it that they were responsible for the killings but then i was like you know what that's too 2019 of me to think yeah i gotta think i gotta think 1996 on this piece i was honestly thinking at at one point along that i was like maybe it's kai win <gasps> like they're gonna find out that she's behind it but they can't prove it that would I just mean, it wouldn't surprise me with deep or it would that or it was Shakar like trying to get rid of all the evidence because something was going to come out that they did. Okay. But none of that happened. That could, I mean, yeah, I could see that. The possibilities were endless. It would have been cooler if it was someone that we did know. Right. Yeah because it just turns out to be some guy yeah. who, who was injured in, uh, in a raid a long time ago and his face is all burnt up and he's just, you know, and he's looking for revenge against these people. Yeah. And he's specifically very targeting. Careful. What? He's very careful to only kill the people who are responsible. Which is very nice of him. Yeah, I mean, the whole episode just kind of goes along, like coming up with new ways to kill these people and making Kira more and more paranoid while she's pregnant. Yeah. Like O'Brien's really, he he took this all in stride pretty much. Like he never got to the point where like, hey, that's my baby. Like I'm going to be following you 24-7. You can't be shaking your security details and teleporting all over the place. Yeah, you got, yeah, she's, um, I don't really understand O'Brien's stance on this one because, like, she wants to do something, but I get it. I get, I don't know, man. Like, it's definitely, he's, O'Brien's definitely, like, you know, I mean, she doesn't have to live with you, O'Brien. Like, what are you doing here? Like, he's having some sister wife shit. I heard you pacing last night, but I didn't want to disturb you. I was too busy smelling your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to distract you from my furious masturbation. So. <laughs> uh, hang on, I'm just typing something real fast. All right. I'm sorry. Type, type, type. Are you typing these encoded messages? Yes, I am. That's one. That's one. At first, I thought it was it was Tom Waits killing everybody. 
Like, why is Tom Waits doing that would have been a, a cool guest star. Yeah, right? Like, why is Tom Waits killing all these people? Because it sounded like his voice. Yeah. That's one. That's two. Um, I wonder if he was on the list. Maybe. Odo's list of suspects. Tom Waits or Leonard Cohen could be doing this, too. Yeah, that's why he wanted to narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then they narrow the list and Kira goes to the surface and she's looking for all these people trying to do all this stuff. Um, and she gets to one guy and it has like a, I mean, as soon as she gets there, you know, like, oh, this is the one because it's creepy. Is she going to go anywhere else? Well, yeah, she went to a couple other ones, but they showed them off screen. Oh. Um, so like they show you this one and like it's real creepy and like kind of, it reminds me very much of the Silence of the Lamb scene uh, when Jodie Foster shows up at the house, like it's creepy and kind of scary. Yeah. I did like how they showed her in the window, like from the, on the exterior shot. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Her like scanning around. Um, yeah, it it was cool. I really, I mean like some of this episode I thought was really cool. Like they did a good job kind of portraying the mystery and kind of keeping it going. Um, but again, the only part I didn't like was it was just some guy. Like it would have been, it would have been cooler if it would have been like a, a, a character from, um, from like Cardassian's past, if that makes sense. Yeah. This is like the hunt for red October because at the end, it's the cook. It's like the the fucking cook. It's like, where's this guy been all movie? (laughs) (laughs) Which makes sense in that movie, but like it it was just a guy that showed up at the end of the movie to be the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it was the cook the whole time. Oh shit, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But at least the cook was on the ship and we like saw him at some point. This is just a rando Cardassian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Took it very personal that that he got blowed up because I mean like, not saying that I... I don't think he was he was that upset about himself getting blown up, but that they just indiscriminately killed everybody or yeah, tried but to kill I mean, everybody in that, that house. That's all fine and dandy, but at the same time, too, like, Kira is exactly right. She's 100% spot on. Like, you invaded this planet and were here for 50 years and killed, like, 13 million Bajorans. That's, like, Mao numbers, dude. Of course there's going to be some animosity and some random-ass violence to try to get people out. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what you expect from groups of this nature who are oppressed in such a way. Does it, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. So, I mean... But, I mean, it, it killed civilians, too, like children, stuff like that. But, I mean, at the, like, the, Car- the Cardassians were killing women and children as well. Yeah, but you can't have that kind of moral equivalency. I, but, I mean, I think you can in, in many aspects because, I mean, but like... The thing is, like, I can understand, okay, yeah, it was war, war is hell. You do some things that you regret later. But Kira never regrets this. No, why should she? It's her homeland. I don't know, man. You know? I think it's good that she doesn't, at least at this point. But I think, for me, at some point, she needs to kind of come to terms with everything that she did during the war. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I haven't watched that far ahead. And I, I, if I have, I don't remember any episodes like that. But I don't think it's going to happen because, I mean, she's a, she wears that with like a, almost like a badge of honor because, I mean – and, and and rightfully so. I mean, she's kind of a badass. And, like, I think she did what was necessary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, 
I don't know. I guess I kind of thought that because like in the last episode with Kai Wynn kind of putting her in her place about, hey, just because I wasn't in the resistance doesn't mean I wasn't fighting the Cardassians at the same time, you know? And it's like a perspective that Kira never considered before. Mm-hmm. Like she only considered the the people who are actually responsible for Bajor becoming free are the people who are in the resistance and not necessarily the people who are protesting or whatever. I feel yeah. you on that. I mean, I thought that was a, that was a cool scene and I enjoyed it. Um, I get what you're saying and I, I understand where you're going with that one, but I mean like Kira's never going to like, I don't think, and if she does it, it would be, it would be quite a turn. I would love to, I can't wait to see what turns her that way. But I mean, she's always kind of been a very proud resistance fighter, you know? Yes. And I mean, I, I, and when she's saying, you know, when she's making her case that, you know, you invaded our world and, you know, imprisoned, you know, and killed 13 million people and imprisoned millions of others and worked us to death in your minds, like, yeah, they're going to rebel. You know what I'm saying? Like, do it. Yeah. I think there's a line between rebelling and just being a terrorist. You know what I mean? And like, she definitely crossed that line. She was a terrorist. Yeah. But at some point, though, I think the ends justify the means, right? I mean, do they? I mean, I mean, if you're, you know, enslaved. Now you sound like a Cardassian. But I mean, if you're in, if you're enslaved as a populace, and you know, count. I mean, and family members that you love are just kind of rounded up and taken away for trumped up crimes and charges. I mean, like, how can how how would it be hard not to not to go that far? Yeah, I know. I'm not saying that it's, you know, like, and it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like during, during the, the conflict, I can see her easily justifying her actions and saying, this is an occupation. We're trying to get them off the planet or whatever. But at some point in retrospect, you look back at what you've done and kind of have to come to terms with, if you think everything you did was right or wrong. No, but also, I also think that would be, I think that would be difficult for her at this point because she's been so indoctrinated by, you know, the, the rhetoric. Yeah. But I mean, she's already changed so much. Like now she's all for the, for Bajor joining the Federation. I mean, when they started, she she just thought it was another occupation. Yeah. But part, I think part of that, but she explained that in last week's episode, because part of that is because she's working so close with the emissary and she, and she believes that he's a good dude and he has Bajor's best uh, interests in, in hand, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think only psychopaths are the ones who never regret doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's people who go to war and they fucking love that shit because it's what they've always kind of wanted to do and they can lose themselves in it. And then when they come back, they, they miss being there. They miss actually doing all this crappy stuff. And there's people who did it because they had to do it. And then when they come back, they, they regret, you know, a lot of what they did. Yeah. So, but I don't think she's a psychopath, but you know, that, even if she doesn't completely regret it or say, oh, I was wrong or whatever, like she should at least acknowledge that maybe it wasn't the best. They didn't always use the best tactics. I don't know. Me neither. Kurt Russell is in Furious 7. (laughs) Kurt Russell. When did Paul Walker die? Because he's in these like... He died in 2013. How the hell is he in a movie that comes out in 2015? 
How does that happen? I think that's like he's at the beginning of the movie. That's where he makes his final appearance. Okay, all right, there you go. Rewrites his brother. His brother's Caleb and Cody. Stand-ins. Okay, there you go. <laughs> they were just shot from the distance. Like, yeah, that's what it sounds <laughs> like. Yeah, he's over there. <laughs> Interesting. And then they got like a giant, and this is where they started having like planes and shit. Yeah. Furious. Seven. Well, they had wow. to replace Paul Walker. Yeah, how do we replace Paul Walker? Get a big-ass plane. All right, cool, I'm down with that. How big? Really big. The biggest plane. And then they did Furious Fate and the Furious... But uh, but from what I understand, right, like Vin Diesel and The Rock don't like each other, right? Like there's beef there or something? I don't know. And why is Kurt Russell in another one? How, what is happening here? <laughs> He's in two of them? Who does he play in this? Oh, Mr. Nobody. Oh, that's awesome. Intelligence operative and leader of a covert ops team, which previously aided Dom and his team in taking down Deckard and Abu Dhabi. Like, well, I don't understand. Well, how does, how, what? We should, we should just hop in the middle of this franchise and watch a movie. I would fear. <laughs> Without any knowledge of what's going on and see if we can figure out what's happening. Vin Diesel, a former criminal and professional streetcar racer who has retired and settled down with his wife, Letty, is coerced by Cypher to working against his team. Who the hell is Cypher? What uh, that's, f- that's what's her name, uh, Charlize Theron, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. She's a criminal mastermind and cyber terrorist who coerces Dom into working against his team by holding Elena and their son hostage. Spoilers! And then uh, Clint Eastwood's son is in, are, is in these movies. He plays Little Nobody. Um, I mean, even the names of these characters are preposterous. Um, Jason Statham plays Deckard Shaw, a rogue special forces assassin who is imprisoned by Hobbs and the DDS after his defeat in Los Angeles, who serves as an ally to help Dom's team take down Cypher. That just makes my head hurt, man. What's his defeat in Los Angeles? I don't know. I guess they had a wrestling match or something. They they had Royal Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Fate of the Furious is the second highest grossing worldwide opening of all time behind (laughs) Avengers Infinity War. That's crazy. (laughs) Guess how much it made during its opening weekend? I'm looking at the page right now. Yeah, five hundred forty-two million dollars. That's ridiculous. Wow, that's insane. Maybe we're missing something here. Maybe, I don't know. In New York City, Cypher sends Dom to retrieve a nuclear football held by the Russian Minister of Defense. Like, how does this guy go from being like a streetcar racer to like this dude? What is it? I don't understand, man. They does really... he use his car to do it? Oh. Or a submarine? I know there's a submarine somewhere in the movie because yeah. I remember seeing it in the previous. It's like, what is, what is happening here? There's a... Fucking yeah, there's submarine. a submarine chasing Ludacris. And Ludacris is very small. He would be very easy to catch. You wouldn't need a submarine. <laughs> you could use like a butterfly net, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I think there's like beef between, like real world beef between Vin Diesel and Tyrese. Oh, I thought, that, okay, all right. And so they were going to write out Tyrese from the movie because yeah. he's, he's not carrying the franchise. <laughs> He's a passenger, as they say in British football. Yeah. He's, meta, he's the meta-ozel of uh, the uh, uh, Fast and the Furious films. He's a luxury item. <laughs> All right. You know it's got to suck for your ego, though, when you're like, but you're keeping ludicrous? <laughs> like, really? Like, yeah. I'm Tyrese. I'm a good-looking-ass dude. 
But I guess they already have a lot of good-looking-ass dudes in these movies, right? Like, what's one more? Yeah, you can't be in it if you're not good-looking. And he was in, I mean, you forget, too, that he was in all these Transformer movies, too. He had two big franchises for a while. It's, yeah. It's so weird. Just in all the garbage movies. I mean, all these garbage movies that make shit tons of money. I, I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, I never saw that shit. That made a hundred or excuse one point two billion dollars. And that's the one with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So that must have been like what the second I one? I saw the first one in the theater. I enjoyed the first one. I thought it was good. Yeah. I don't like Shia LaBeouf. I like Shia LaBeouf. The second and third ones, I think I saw them at because I didn't want to risk seeing them in the theater. Wasting my hard-earned money. Dude, I mean. And, uh, it proved to be fortunate. Then when they redid it with Marky Mark, I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance again. And went to go see that one. It was just. That movie made $1.1 billion. That Marky Mark one. And then the next one made, oh, it only made $605 million. Oof, that's really oh. bad. This one goes back to eight, 484 AD. King Arthur and his knights are losing a battle to the Saxons. Elsewhere, Merlin approaches the knights of Lacon, a group of Transformers hiding on Earth to help him win the war. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. It sounds terrible and great at the same time. I want to see that whole, but it seems it appears to me that's only the beginning of the movie. I would watch that if it was in the cartoon. If they did that in the cartoon, I would watch that that episode. Stanley, that's all it needs is an episode. Yeah, it doesn't need a three-hour movie. Stanley Tucci plays Merlin. Really? Yes, because he was in one of the other movies. I don't know, man. What the fuck you want from this? A modern day person. Elsewhere, Merlin approaches the knights of uh, Iacon, a group of Transformers hiding on Earth to help in the war. They hand him an alien staff before transforming together into Dragon Storm and turn the tide of the battle, but warn Merlin that a great evil will come for the staff. In present day, three years after the Hong Kong uprising, Optimus crash lands on Cybertron and meets his alleged creator, Quintessa. She blames Optimus for Cybertron's uh, destruction and brainwashes him into helping gain Merlin's staff. All right. That's fucking crazy. But I mean- That Marky Mark one, there's a bounty hunter chasing Optimus Prime. So that's why he leaves at the end because a bounty hunter catches his ass. Okay, because I hate to tell you this, Dennis, but I would watch the dog shit out of a movie that had Transformers in fucking King Arthur's court. That, that shit would be the most ridiculously amazing thing in the whole world. And my oh, favorite Bumblebee. <laughs> How goes your travels? <laughs> and you just hear a loot. <laughs> I would, fa- I'd like to see them in like Monty Python, just like pretending like they're riding horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My favorite part about it is like, it takes four people to write that movie. Story by four people. Screenplay by three people. Really, man? I could write that shit in my sleep. Give because the day. first three went insane. <laughs> Give me a day. The first three went insane. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, Stanley Tucci is in that movie. Who does he He plays Joshua Joy in it. In in oh, Joshua like a Joy. Government yeah. So he is Merlin. So yes, they I can get Patrick Stewart for that. 
they couldn't write him a check big enough to show up in Transformers? I'm not doing this, buddy. There's no fucking way in a million years. <laughs> he plays Merlin in that, uh, the, what is it, the Kid Who Would Be King movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I could For see For like that. a second. Yeah, but I mean, like you're talking, I mean, he was. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. Wasn't he in Robin Hood? No, that was Sean Connery. But did, wasn't he Robin Hood Men in Tights? Wasn't he the guy at the end of that? Yeah. He was he the was, king. king he was uh, the king. king Robin, yeah, he was the king at the end of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Because Sean Connery was the king in Prince of Thieves. So, but yeah, man. Um, so, what do you think of the Star Trek episode? I thought it was great. Great. I liked it a lot. Yeah. All right. I give this. Uh, 7.5 7.5 wow Dennis okay I would I would say a 7 I liked it I thought it was creepy enough like I I was intrigued enough in the mystery of all the murders and stuff and people dying I was I was interested in the way that everyone was being killed like I thought it was pretty creative Um, they're using drones so much I thought Barack Obama was killing everybody oh ooh um but yeah, it was uh it was good. I enjoyed it. Yep. It doesn't sound like we did because we spent most of the time talking about Fast and Furious. But that but that should be an indicator of how good the episode is. Yeah, I really enjoy Fast and Furious. <laughs> I've never seen that. I'm just kidding. We're we're stopping doing Star Trek. We're gonna do a Fast and the Furious podcast from now on. Yeah. I mean, there's 10 of them. It would take at least two months to do. Yeah, by then there'll be another one out. Yeah. (laughs) There'll be like four more. (laughs) CBS All Access introduces the Fast and the Furious. I mean, why not, dude? I mean, if you're going to make the bucks, you might as well, you know? Too fast. Too furious. You're going to rock them dollars. See, that's how long that franchise has been around it came out when they were making movies to release soundtracks yeah yeah you're right like now they just throw any old song onto a the soundtrack of a movie any song that's popular or whatever back then they actually wrote songs to be in movie soundtracks yeah they did yeah like there was music inspired by the motion picture yeah music inspired by the nutty professor <laughs> Man, I saw that movie. I saw Eddie Murphy in that fat suit, and I had to write the song. Just had to. Just came out of me. I was inspired by the paychecks they were giving me. Look at that big fat suit. Look at all those zeros. Hell yeah, I write a song. Hell yeah, what song you want? You want it fast or slow? Well, I mean, I guess it got to be slow because he's fat. So we'll write a slow song first. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll write a fast song when, he, when he's skinny. Yeah, when he's Buddy Love. Yeah, but he's Buddy Love. Ooh, buddy Love. <laughs> Music inspired by the motion picture of Batman and Robin. <laughs> so you're telling me Seal. Those Batman movies, the cool thing about them is they always had two soundtracks. Yeah, there was they the, had like the, the Danny Elfman yeah. soundtrack, the score, and then they yeah. had the... Music inspired by Because you're telling me Seal saw Batman forever. It's like, <laughs> I got a song for this. Kiss from a Rose. Give me, someone bring me a pen and paper real fast. <laughs> Kiss from a Rose of the Grave. The more I get of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that your rose is unturned. Hey, Heidi, what do you think about this? <laughs> Did you watch this Batman movie? 
Yo, tell me you don't think about Rose's kissing when that's what she was like, marry me, seal. (laughs) You captured the essence of this movie and my heart. Yep. And then you two was like, yo, seal, let me borrow that copy. I gotta write a song too. And I was like, hold me, kiss me, kiss me, thrill me, boom. And this movie just writes itself. So all these songs they use in this movie. I always forget that you two had the, the lead track on. Hold me, kiss me, kill me, thrill me. But it wasn't the bigger of the two songs. The bigger of the two. Were they from the same movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Batman Forever soundtrack, son. Damn, that's a hot-ass soundtrack. Here, I'll get the songs right now. <laughs> Batman Forever soundtrack was... Well, this is when soundtracks were dope. Uh, Hold Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, Thrill Me by U2. One Too Many by PJ Harvey. Where Are They Now by Brandy. Uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. The Hunter Gets Captured by the Game, Massive Attack. No One Lives Without Love by Eddie Reader. Um, Tell Me Now by Mazzy Star. Smash up. Huh? There is some filler on Yeah, here. <laughs> Smash It Up by The Offspring. There is Light by Nick Cave. The Riddler by Method Man. R I D D L E R, man. <laughs> the Passenger by Michael Hutchins from NXS. Crossing oh, the Iggy Pop cover. Nice. Yeah. Crossing the River. Eight by Sunny Day Real Estate. And Bad Days by The Flaming Lips. So that was kind of a, of a diverse soundtrack. I remember the. Um, the Judgment Night soundtrack was pretty awesome. Do you remember that one? Uh, that's the one with um, like Cypress Hill was on that, weren't they? Yeah, it was like they put like all those hip hop acts and heavy metal bands together, and they did songs. Um, Judgment, Judgment Night was good. Google, you know what I'm? I just typed in Judgment. It's like Judgment Night soundtrack. Yes. I like they had the Booyah Tribe. Helmet and House of Pain. That was a good one. I remember that one. Uh, Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul. Mm-hmm. Living Color and Run DMC. Biohazard and Onyx. Slayer and Ice-T. Mm-hmm. Faith No More and Booyah Tribe. Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. It was good. This was a pretty good soundtrack. Dinosaur Jr. and Del the Funky, Homo Sapien. Yeah, it's a good... That might a, be great. It's a pretty good soundtrack. Like, some of the songs together sound like... Just Another Victim from Helmet and House of Pain was a pretty damn good song. Um, What about Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill? Real thing. I don't remember that one, to be honest with you. Um, The Mud Honey and Sir Mix-A-Lot was okay. Uh, What's it called? Do you remember the Crow soundtrack? The Crow soundtrack was phenomenal. It had the Big Empty from uh, Stone Cold Pilots. Yeah, that Cure song was really good. That was a really strong soundtrack. I think wasn't... um, Maybe I'm wrong. I thought Ghost Rider by uh, Rollins Band was on that. I think so. Here, I'm looking now. Here, hang on. I love that song. Uh, the Crow soundtrack had Burn by The Cure, which was really good. Um, Rollins Band, Ghost Rider, yep. Yeah. <laughs> why Like, why do they have a song about Ghost Rider? <laughs> I don't know, but it was good. It's a great song. Yeah. I listen to it to this day. This was a really good soundtrack, too. The uh, Nine Inch Nails cover uh, was good. Yeah, this was a really good one. Yeah. The crow, the crow, I mean, The Crow is hard to watch now because it's very dated, but it's still a good movie. Yeah. You know? Crow was released in 1994. So oh, I like the Violent Femme song on there, too. Yeah. It was a good soundtrack. 
Yeah, it was a really Mates, good. The Matrix soundtrack was pretty good. The best soundtrack though was the single soundtrack. Like that was the hot soundtrack to have. Did you do you remember that one? The sing the single soundtrack was like a grunge starter kit. Cause it's for the movie oh, I'm sure Alice in Chains was on it then. Alice in Chains was on it. Pearl Jam was on it twice. Um, Paul Westerberg, Jimi Hendrix, Screaming Trees, Smashing Pumpkins. The best Smashing Pumpkins song is on this record. It's it's for Drowned. It's so good because like the last like four minutes of it is just feedback. Like Wood, this is where Wood was on this one. It was oh, so okay. good, dude. Such a good soundtrack. The Battle of Evermore. Yeah, by um, by the Love Mongers, and I think that's just the members of Heart. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just Annie. Oh. Yeah. Because um, well, one of the ladies in Heart is married to Cameron Crowe, and he directed the film. And then the Soundgarden, the Soundgarden song "Birth Ritual" is awesome. "State of Love and Trust" is great. Um, yeah, it's a really good soundtrack. I would, I would recommend listening to that one. It was pretty dope. You know, I was thinking of um, Smashing Pumpkins. They were like the the lead song on was it Batman and Robin? Maybe the end is the beginning is the end. Yeah. All right. See, I don't remember. Oh, and that. also looking into my eyes by Bone Thugs. Oh well. <laughs> Gotham City by R. Kelly? Oh, shit. This might be hot to death. (laughs) Uh, Never mind. It drops off pretty fast. R.E.M.? What? Revolution. Hmm. This is, but I mean, this is when I mean, if you you made a good soundtrack, though, I mean, you can make some money on the record, too, son. That's what I don't understand. Like, make all that money. Yeah. Look into my eyes by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bumpa, the Goo Goo Dolls, Soul Coughing, Erica, Eric Benet. Yeah, this got weird. Michelle and uh, what's her name? She did that song with John Mellencamp. Yeah, that's right. I remember her. She was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's a Van Morrison cover. All right. I think we've ventured off pretty far here. Yeah, of course. Eric Benet was in that soundtrack as well. Who's Eric Benet? I don't remember. I remember him, but I don't remember him. He is a American R&B and neo soul singer songwriter and actor. Well, well. He has four Grammy nominations. Well, well, good for that guy. Yeah. All right. So Star Trek was great. Um, bring back the soundtrack. Yeah. Let's work on that. Music. Yeah, instead of just having like one recognizable song and then a bunch of like indie cut, you know, indie yeah. songs or whatever. Music inspired by the motion picture. Much like Bat Dance by Music inspired by the motion picture Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yeah, music inspired by Endgame, fool. <laughs> Just let Prince bring Prince back from the dead and let him do like a Batman soundtrack for that jam. That shit would be tight. Thanos dance. <laughs> Thanos. Do, 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 do. That shit was crazy. Like, he was so powerful and like famous at that point they're just like yeah, prince or thanos prince <laughs> of course they're just like man do whatever you want just yeah that's fine just do it yeah 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 use the 1966 batman theme for your song <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah whatever just do it yeah, yeah 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 make a record 60 minutes long sure nobody cares people eat this shit up it was pretty great party man is a great song it is a great song i love party man. you could play that at a club tonight 
Yeah, that shit was hot. And like all the videos and stuff, like where he's like half face, like two face and shit. That shit was great, son. Party man, party man, rock, rock party. party like nobody can. Party people say no. Ew. Shit's so dope. God, that guy was a genius. Uh, bad dance. The bad dance was hot. I mean, that video is sexy too. Yes. Yeah. Everybody should do themselves a favor tonight or whenever they listen to this, when they go home or whatever, first off, listen to the Batman soundtrack. Good. By Prince. That's good. And then after that, watch The Fate of the Furious. <laughs> Does that mean we have to watch it too? I don't know. Just to see what happens. If it's streaming free, I might, I might add it to my queue. And then when I get a wild hair, I'll watch it. You know what's cool too? Uh, part of the backup band for the personnel on the record is Prince does lead vocals and various instrumentation. Eric Leeds plays the saxophone on song six. Uh, Atlanta Bliss plays the trumpet. Uh, the Sounds of Blackness is the choir who's, who shows oh. up in Sounds of Blackness. That's real cool. Yeah. The Sounds of Blackness. I've heard of them before. Yeah, I mean, they've been around since like this. It looks like the uh, 60s. So Prince is great. Oh, and thanks for beating City, you dick. God, that was so annoying. We'd be top of the league right now if we would have won that game. I know, man. I just don't know how to feel winning a Dork Trek Derby match, finally, after was, all these years. Yeah. That's the first one you've won, I think. Yeah, for, for in England. Yeah. Because this year we started with uh, Germany, too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean. Dortmund's unstoppable yeah. this year. And, Unless they play in the, uh, the cup match, which they lost today. And I believe um, uh, Nuremberg is at the bottom of the league. Yeah, so we're probably, yeah, we're probably, I think we've won two games. We're probably going to get relegated. Yeah. Um, but what else? I mean, you know, these things. The happen. cool thing about the Bundesliga, though, is there is a playoff for the relegation. Really? So if you're in third to last place, I think you play a playoff game against the third place team in the second Bundesliga. So either one goes up or one goes down. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty neat. Um, Because at first I was like, oh, that's not bad. They're only 18th. And I was like, oh, 18 out of 18. I didn't realize that there was only 18. (laughs) Yeah. So. Um, But yeah, so, yep. I was really mad. Um, But luckily, luckily, Liverpool's kind of bottling it at the moment. So that's fine. If anything ever happens to Van Dyke, they're done. I mean, they're kind of, I mean. It's going to open up like a sieve. I mean, they're kind of, yeah, their defense sucks now. I mean, dude, did you watch that West Ham game? Yeah. Dude, I mean, fuck, they, I mean, they could have given up like four goals. Yeah. I mean, how did, I don't know how. West Ham wasn't awful. Yeah, I don't know West how. West Ham Declan, had an actual striker instead of Javier Hernandez. God, he's the laziest motherfucker in the whole Such, world. Man. All, I've known this for years. All his goals are just like, oh, there's a ball, boom. Yep. But I mean, you know what, though? He, you can't, still, he can't create off the dribble. No, you can't. But I mean, you need a guy like that, though, who can just poach goals. Not as your, your number nine. Yeah, not as your number nine. You need him coming off the bench late, which is why he was perfect. And when, Andy Carroll up there. Do you really? <laughs> his drunk ass. His big, stupid idiot self, yeah. Andy Carroll. You could just bounce a ball off him and then uh, Chicharito hit it into the net. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Declan Rice should have scored on that header. He was fucking wide open. Like, they looked terrible. Can they play Bournemouth this week? And Bournemouth, no, they're not a slouchy team, dude. They are. That's they, Chelsea. 
Yeah. They fucked up Chelsea. I mean, and I think they're, I want to say, I think they may be playing at Anfield, which may come back to haunt the Anfield loyalists. Cause I mean, they're, they're starting to get nervous. Twitter, it went nuts when they drew. Yeah. Oh no. Hopefully we smash Everton. I got a bad feeling though. Everton's not that good. Yeah, but they're desperate though, dude. Like, not really. They're desperate. They're where they, they're where they always are. Yeah, but I mean, right in the Mark, middle of the table. Yeah, but you know what though? If they don't start playing well, Silva's gonna get blown out. Like, what do they know. expect? I don't they, don't, know. they don't spend like the the big boys, so they're just always gonna be like seventh, eighth, ninth place. I don't know, dude. It makes it's it's weird to me that teams like that don't make the cups a bigger priority. You know, like they always talk about that on like talk sport and shit. Where like, yeah. if if you're the ninth place team and you know you're not going to get relegated, why not put out your best teams for the cup? Especially the League Cup when you know nobody's going to be around. Nobody gives a shit about the League Cup. Yeah. You know, run your best team out there. Win a cup. Have you, give your fans something to cheer about because who wants to finish eighth? You know? Yeah, but I think top ten gets a, a bonus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know like that as well. Yeah, they get, they get more money. I think it's like maybe like five or yeah. – Somebody should tell Mike Ashley that. Yeah. Asshole. No, he's gonna sell them anyway eventually. No, he's not. <laughs> he's such a fucking dick. As I said when we were talking about the game at the bar the other day, I was like, you know what? I was sad that we lost, but I was happy for my friend Dennis, who's a magpie. <laughs> he's like, wow, he's a magpie. That's that's a tough life. And I was like, I know. Yeah. You've been a magpie for a really long time. Since two thousand six. There you go. So, you deserve it. It's my wife's fault. Why is that? Because uh, when we moved here from Turkey, um, set up the cable TV and everything, I was like, oh, shit, they got Fox Soccer Channel? So, I started watching it, and they were showing that the EPO was on Fox Soccer Channel back then. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, Newcastle was on, and I was just watching to watch because I didn't really have a team in England at the time, and Emre Belazolu was playing. For Newcastle, I'm always like, "Oh, he's really good. He's a good Turkish player." I was like, "All right, cool." So I just started watching Newcastle, and I was like, "You know what? This team's not bad." Because they weren't bad then. They had Alan yeah, Shearer. They were still, yeah, they, they were, were still, still fighting for it, you know. And then everything. And then Mike Ashley bought the team. Right in the toilet, dumbass. Yeah, because <laughs> he's an idiot, and he bought the team without realizing that they had a shitload of debt. And so as soon as he bought the team, he got all these bills for, "Oh yeah, these are transfer fees from years ago that you still have to pay." Like, oh shit <laughs> so now he's taking it out on the club interesting and using it to subsidize his his uh sports his, direct. yeah sports direct business yeah. like a fuck face i'm sorry baby you can always- I, wish, I wish we had some rich saudi money or emirate money whatever you guys got hey i didn't know that when i started liking him i like him because you told i know I, i'm i wish somebody would buy our team this, that was your idea because when I was talking about liking soccer. Yeah. You wanted somebody who was like the Mets, like kind of yeah. good, but not good enough to win it. And that was City back then. Yeah. And that's what you told me. You were like, they spend yeah. money and they get people, but they don't do shit. And there's another team. And I liked Carlos Tevez. And yeah. you're like, they have a bigger team in their city. And like, yeah. they, they never seem to pull it out. I was like, that's natural for me, baby. Like, I got yeah. that. Like, yeah. I can live that. Yeah. I've been living that since I was six years old being a Mets fan. You're welcome. But now we the best. Yeah. Crying over second place. 
now, a good chance to win, still win the league. Now, what I'm if like a month ago, how desperate was it looking? And now you guys are two points back. That's Liverpool's fault. But my point being, we're three points back. Like but, I told you. But my point is this, Dennis. If it was any other team but Liverpool, I wouldn't be so sad. I just don't want to. Nobody wants Liverpool to win the league. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. nobody. Nobody they never won the Premier League. Nobody, but the thing is, like, their fans are the fucking worst. So nobody wants them to win shit because their fans would be unbearable. Yeah. So that's why everybody's rooting against Liverpool because they all fucking hate them. Because their fans are assholes. Yeah. And like, Klopp's the biggest. Why are we talking about this in a structured fight? Klopp is the biggest fucking complainer. Like, he's yelling at the officials yesterday. His fucking goal was three feet off sides. Yeah, it was. And then the chance that Dorigi had at the end was offsides. It's like, what are you bitching about here, dude? You know, when he came out against uh, Kyle Walker for tweeting, uh, I forget what Kyle Walker tweeted. Yeah. It was after they drew or whatever, you know, like, oh, I guess, you know, it's still a race or whatever. And so I, I went on Twitter. I was like, oh, you know, Klopp's the last person that should say anything about, you know, sportsmanship. Being a, yeah, sportsmanship in particular. And, of course, some Liverpool idiot comes and tries to say something to me. I was like, dude, he ran out on the field in the middle of the game to celebrate a goal. What the fuck? Don't talk about etiquette. He ran out onto the field and chest bumped his goalkeeper. Yes. During the game. With time left on the clock. Yeah. I told a friend of mine, because there, there are those people that are like, Klopp's cool, I like Klopp, he's cool, like, because he says cool shit, like, it would be cool if we scored goals, and like, yeah. boom, and so people fall into his bullshit, but I was like, dude, if that would have happened to Liverpool, and Marco Silva ran onto the field, come on, buddy, they'd have hacked his bank account, like, you'd have seen all of his new photos, <laughs> <laughs> there'd have been a petition to kick him out of the league. Like, yeah, they'd be checking his visa. Yeah. <laughs> Brexit, motherfucker, get out of here. Yeah, dude, but Klopp does it because he's got like a cool beard and like a weird jaw. He's just really intense, you know? Yeah. It would be cool if we scored the goal. It's like, he's uh, Fuck that dude, man. Like, and every time Liverpool loses... He was cool like, when he coached Dortmund. Fuck him. I mean, he, I guess he was, <laughs> but, uh, but whatever, dude. But anytime, like anything happens, like oh yeah, uh, we lost because the grass was too long. Like Liverpool fans are saying they lost because the grass was too long at Manchester. What are you talking about? The grass was too long. Yeah, but only when they had the ball, though. Yeah, yeah only when they, they raised it on one side. Yeah, fucking idiots. Mo Salah be diving all over the place. The guy's ridiculous. Yeah, he's not as he's not as bad as Suarez was, but. No. Well, Suarez was the pits, dude. I mean, he had a bathing suit on under his <laughs> under his uniform. That motherfucker got a gold medal. Yeah, in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, well, I'll cut all this part and then <laughs> use it for something else. Make it make it its own episode. Yeah. All right, Dennis. Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. And uh, I was. I could be back. Me too. I'm glad to have you back. And we'll can't wait till we're all back together. Me too. It'll be a wonderful time. And uh, I will see you on Friday for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. All right, buddy. The Revenge of Zimbo Garb. Ooh, I can't wait. (laughs) I don't understand.